Ladies and gentlemen, it's your girl, Sasha. Well, I really don't know if I'm your girl, but it's me. Um, for Grown and Opinionated, and yes, reality TV has caught another body. <sighs> Over the weekend, Mia Thornton and her husband announced that they are separated and headed for divorce. So based on that information, it got me to thinking about the impact reality TV has on marriages, just marriages. I didn't do relationships, but just marriages. And I wanted to discuss that with y'all and let y'all know my opinion and hear yours. The other, um, Mia Thornton and her husband have announced over the weekend that they separated. They were on Real Housewives of Potomac. We loved Mia because she was bringing it. Um, and they used to call her like all the things they call all the little hot and popping girls that she was a stripper, blah, blah, blah. But we loved her. Let me light the sage up in here. So they announced that they were separated. And it got me thinking about um, this this reality TV thing and married people. Like, is it a curse or what do you think about it? But I'm going to let y'all know what I think about it today and how many... Hold on. Okay, sorry about that. Can you believe people actually call me for work while I'm doing... What? What? But anyway, so it got me thinking about this reality curse. Um, And I wanted to discuss this with you because the question remains is that would you go on a reality show with your husband or wife? I'm only going to use husband or wife. I'm not going to use boyfriend or girlfriend, significant other, or anything like that because um, I'm sure by now we're about... 10 episodes in, you know my feeling about marriage. I think marriage is just a different ball game. I don't care if you've been with dude for 25 years. It's not the same as being married where you have to go through a legal process to end it. So I'm not comparing that. So if you would you go on a reality show, given the history of those marriages um, with your husband or wife? Now... I'm going to provide y'all with some history. And if you hear my stomach grumbling, growling, I'm sorry. I'm fasting. So I won't be able to eat till like 6.30, 7 o'clock tonight. But anyway, um, so we all know what the, what the deal is with reality shows and why people go on there. You're going to get famous. You're going to make a ton of money. Um, you'll be able to sell anything. You'll be able to sell boiled hot dogs online for 100 bucks because you have this newfound celebrity. So that's the allure of it, that you're going to get this. um, The benefit is that you're going to make a lot of money and you're going to be able to make money going forward. But it may cost you this marriage. Now, we're going to have like an in-depth discussion, and I thought it would be cool if we go through the relationships while we discuss it, because I know already what some people are going to say is that if you go on reality TV and you end up divorced, your marriage wasn't there anyway. And I just really, I don't know if that's true or not, but I think that it contributes to the divorce. And I think that a lot of the relationships we're going to discuss that these people would have been married for another hundred years had they not gone on a reality show. So we have to talk about the GOAT um, or the OG. I shouldn't call them the GOAT. The OG, the one who started it all, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey, as we know that they were like the first couple to have this reality show when they got married um, back in the day. And during that reality show, it... 
I don't want to say it portrayed because I don't know how Jessica Simpson acted prior to that, but or if she was acting on the show, but we really didn't know because back then, oh God, y'all young folks, auntie going to take you back to the day with, you know what, celebrities, we didn't know everything about their lives. They weren't on TikTok. There was no TikTok, Instagram. We didn't see everything about them. Um, if they were a singer, they sung, they performed, they did some standard interviews where they said what their favorite song was and what inspired them, and that was that. We didn't know everything about their lives or anything. But this gave us that inside insight into their lives, and on the show... Um, Jessica Simpson came across really as an airhead. Um, she was blonde, everything, but like, um, certain things, she just seemed out of this world, which I don't want to say that maybe it wasn't a act. I don't know because some parts, you know, it may have been, um, kind of exaggerated. I really don't know, but Jessica Simpson was a child entertainer. So I'm sure she lived a lifestyle that was different where she didn't, wash clothes or know how to clean because these things were done for her because she was making money and so her you know they kind of let her get away with more whereas her husband Nick Lachey was like this down-to-earth guy who would like you know got his hands dirty you see he came from a background where he wasn't um so affluent or he wasn't treated that way and he was more down-to-earth and Jessica Simpson was just like it was like, how did you two even get together? Because they were so different. Um, Jessica Simpson at the time was, you know, a virgin because she was really religious and things like that. So after, I think they may have had one or two seasons. I really didn't look it up. I should have looked it up. I'm going to get better. Um, and then after that, they filed for divorce. Nick Lachey then went on to marry Vanessa, whatever her name is. And they host a show together and everything. And they've been together all of this time ever since. Um, so I think that she's more his style for lack of better words. And Jessica Simpson went on to have a ton of babies. They never had any kids together. And, um, and she was with, I believe it's a football player or someone that she ended up with. So that was the first, um, body or marriage that reality TV court. And then after that, it just kept going and going and going yet. They, there's no shortage of couples willing to sign up for these things. So I wanted to discuss some of the most popular ones that, you know, we may be more familiar with. If you go on usweekly.com, they had literally 47 couples that appeared just on Housewives, not even the other reality shows, just on Housewives that ended up being divorced. 47. It's ridiculous. Um... So one of the most famous ones that we had was uh, Nene and Greg Leakes, where before Greg, when we first met them, Greg was like the breadwinner. Nene was all in awe with him. It was so wonderful for her. Then the show took off. Housewives of Atlanta, the first season, we remember when Nene had the Nissan that she was trying to walk. She parked two blocks and she was trying to walk to so no one would see. She had a whole different face and everything, and she was married with Greg. The show took off, and immediately after the show took off, they began to have marital problems. And that relationship, well, let me finish that. They ended up ultimately divorcing... And Nene went in, um, 
thought in a bot, but then like she put her cooch out on the street, started catching different guys that weren't available to her before. She was dating, you know, white men, whatever. And then they got back uh, together, her and Greg. They got remarried. Um, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't like the way that she treated Greg once they got back together. I didn't prefer because the dynamic had shifted. Whereas she was now the breadwinner and Greg wasn't. And she began to treat him just, it was just so horrible. And I really didn't like it because, um, which hold on, we'll talk about my situations with my marriage on another episode. But I feel like in in a partnership, in a marriage, in a friendship, any relationship, there's going to be ups and downs. You may be on today, popping everything, you you paying all the bills, you got everything, and then tomorrow you could fall down 15 flights of stairs and can't work for another year or two. If, I, if I'm able to and I get on and popping, then I don't feel like I should throw it up in your face that now I'm paying everything where you are. You're not. Because when you had it, you did for me. Now, if you were a piece of shit and didn't do anything, that's different. Um, and like I said, we'll talk more about that more in depth. And maybe that could be a whole different episode. But I felt like it was that. That now she was able to make money just by showing up or doing anything. She could just, the money, she couldn't stop making the money. And whereas Greg, because of the market turns and things like that, he wasn't able to make the amount of money like he was before, or even if he was able to make the money, it still wouldn't compare to what she was able to do. And there was like an episode where they were going at it because she was telling him how she provides and everything. And he's like, listen, without me and my money and what I had, you there would be no housewives. You got on the show because I had money and I was able to um, provide the setup, the backdrop for you looking like a wealthy housewife. So um, I just didn't like how that went down. But ultimately, they got back together. Um, it seemed like they got back on the page. I guess Nene, you know, was out circling the block. She circled the block back for him after she found out, like, yeah, people got money, but they ain't shit. So you could get with somebody who got a lot of money and who could buy you stuff, but he ain't shit. So she like, let me just go back to Greg. At least Greg was nice and cool to me, so... And they were tighter ever. I love uh, one of the classic moments on a reunion was where someone tries to throw a jab at Greg because he didn't have a car. And he like, well, I'm driving now. And she was like, uh-huh. He was like, toot-toot. And I, I loved it because they were back in sync. And I really loved when they got back together. Ultimately, Greg died. But I would, I'll chalk that marriage up still to reality TV. Uh, we had Quad and Dr. G on um, Married to Medicine, and that was like an infamous one where Dr. G, I don't want to say that he wasn't ugly, he wasn't anything, but he was not the type that if he was out, girls would be flocking to him. So I wanted to continue the discussion about reality TV marriages and what they consider to be the curse. So I left off with Dr. G and Quad, and um, that ended in divorce, and he admitted that he cheated with these girls, and they were trying to save his marriage and everything. But again, that's something that probably wouldn't have happened if they went out on reality show. Um, I also had, I am a big fan of Beverly Hills Housewives. I only watch those two. Beverly Hills and Miami, those are my two. I love them. 
But there was one season where Camille Grammer, who was Kelsey Grammer, Frazier, Cheers, um, he produced Girlfriends, was on the show. And the lifestyle that these other chicks were trying to portray, um, this lifestyle of, of affluent and wealth, she was actually living. She had it. And it was like, why are you on this show, girl? Like, what are you doing on this show? And then I think it was either the first season or the second season, but somewhere in between there or right immediately after the first season, Kelsey Grammer filed for a divorce from her. Um, in my opinion, and again, this is JMO. Y'all got to understand this. JMO, just my opinion about shit. Um, and I'm grown and opinionated. I think that Kelsey Grammer told her, like, go, do the show. I'll make a few appearances because... Um, she was basically a stay-at-home wife. So if he divorced her with no income, of course, uh, he would have to provide for her and pay alimony and things like that. And one of the things that was said in the divorce um, proceedings uh, when he filed for the divorce was that she had an income now, that she was on Housewives and she could support herself. So he shouldn't have to pay temporary support while it was going. Um, Camille was really smart. She immediately quit Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think their um the value of their net worth or something was like 120 million or 200 million. So it was like, listen, I'm not sitting here for these little Andy pennies um what I'm going to be missing out on all of this other money. So she quit housewives for that for a season or two and finished up with her divorce and then she came back, but that one, I don't know. Like I said, I think some of these that it was already there and it was coming. But it's still, I mean, it's worth a discussion in my opinion. One that I didn't see coming, honestly, was um, <sighs> Cynthia and Mike Hill. The first marriage with Peter Thompson, I, Thomas, I saw that coming. Um, I think that she actually went through with the marriage for the sole purpose of proving to everyone that she would do it. I mean, it, it, it just didn't seem like it was built to last. Um, but her marriage to Mike Hill, I honestly did not see that coming because by the time they got, I think they got married on the show, but then she left the show. And so I was like, oh, she's really going to give this, you know, a go. Like, she's not going to let them mess up her marriage, but... That one also. Um, I talked about Monique and Chris again. I didn't see Monique and Chris as being one of the people who would fall to the fate of the reality curse. Um, and because they seem so unified and strong together. But as I discussed with Nini and um, Greg, is that a lot of times... What happens is that now Monique was with Chris for a long time and they were, I mean, he used to provide, he has all the money, everything, but then she gets an opportunity. Now she's making her own money. And now I don't know. Again, JMO before anybody kill me on YouTube, like, Oh, how do you know? I don't know. This is just my opinion. I think that the dynamic shifts, if I'm dependent on my husband to provide for me, he, his his word and everything is going to always be the final say. Not for me, but I could see another woman doing it. Um, if I entered into an agreement where 
my husband and I decided that I wasn't going to work outside of the home or I wasn't going to have any business that he that he didn't want that or that I preferred to just focus on raising our children, we would have a discussion about it. And um, once we agreed to it and I protected myself, then I would act as normal if I had, if I was making my own money or not. I'm not changing who I am because somebody else is providing or I'm not making my own money. But I can see other women that, well, if he's providing everything, you really don't have much of a say. And I'm sure like the man is like, listen, I pay everything here. We're not going back and forth about certain things. Then you get your own money. So now you go into the relationship with that dynamic, but then, or the marriage, I should say, you start making your own money. So now when he's saying, oh, well, you're like, I'm going to New York for fashion week. I'll be gone for a week. He's like, well, no, you're not. You're going to stay home with the kids. I would prefer that. And now you don't need his permission. You don't need him to give you the money. You can just get up and go. I just really believe and I'm certain that that kind of changes the dynamic between the relationships. And I think that's what happened with Monique and Chris. And we even saw it on the show. There was when she got the bird. She wanted a dog and he said, no, you can't get a dog. So she got the bird. Now... I doubt that once you're bringing so much money to the table that you're like, your husband say, no, you can't get a dog. And you're like, okay. I mean, I don't know. That's just my opinion. One of the early, earliest fatalities, we just going to call these bodies that, um, reality court was Deshaun and Eric Snow. I don't know if you guys remember like the first season of Housewives of Atlanta and um, Eric Snow wife was there and she threw this big lavish event. She spent all of this money and um, the type of guests that she invited, nobody actually was bidding on the things. And this was at a time where Eric Snow was playing on the same team as LeBron. So they had a thing where you could meet LeBron and all of that. And they were not raising any money. And she just like took a big loss. They also ended up divorced. I think that... Based on that episode and what was happening around it, in my opinion, it seemed like they were okay and he probably was okay with this being private and if it would have happened, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But I think that publicly and the backlash and everything that happened about it, that it kind of led them that way. I think even though everybody said, oh, I don't care what nobody think. I don't care what nobody think. I'm sorry. I think that people do care what other people think. And it shows when they take certain actions. Um, I'm only going to go, because like I said, this list had 47. Um, it's U.S. Weekly, so you could go see it. One of them were uh, Portia and Cordell Stewart. So now we all know the hot and pop at Portia now, booty shaking, um, wanting to suck candy, you know what, until she, you know what. But the first season, Portia appeared, she was like a preacher and was like basically acting like a nun when she was married to Cordell. And she was like, well, I honor my husband and this and that. And then after the first season, it was like a whole different ball game. And they ended up divorced. Um, again, I still think that the money part changed the dynamic um, there, and that's what happened. The only thing I didn't like when she divorced Cordell is that she insinuated um, 
insinuate, yeah, that her marriage to a Cordell was a sham. It was to protect his image because he was accused of being with a transgender or something like that. And that they came to her and was like, hey, we need to fix his image. So y'all two get married and that's good too. I didn't like that because, and it may, listen, if she's saying that's what it is, then that's the, that's her truth. And that's what it is. However, in my opinion, they, she really seemed like she was in love with Cordell on the first season. They were going through uh, fertility treatments and things like that. And I just didn't like that. She insinuated that after that, because during the marriage, she was not saying I was his beard. Um, and then when it's over, you're like, oh yeah, I was only his beard. And they fought bitterly over the assets and everything. Um, Portia bounced back. As we know, she got her, the Nigerian, um, whatever. I ain't even going to talk about that because I don't know what happened there, but it just seemed weird. Y'all know it seemed weird where she went to use the pool at her, at air quotes friend house. Um, and then she ends up marrying her husband. So I don't know. Um, yeah, Peter Thomas, Ramon and Mario Singer from Housewives of New York. I used to watch Housewives of New York a long time ago, and I didn't see them getting divorced either. If you would watch those two together, it was like they were so in tune with each other. Um, I don't know. I just didn't see that one going that way. Um, Phaedra and Apollo, of course. Um, Yolanda Hadid and David Foster. I don't know if you guys remember her. Again, like I said, I'm a big Beverly Hills Housewives fan. Well, not a fan. I, I watched that. I enjoyed that one. Um, she got Lyme disease, got really sick and everything, and she was married to David Foster, who ended up marrying Catherine McPhee. Um, he's like 95 and a half, and Catherine McPhee is like 30. So she, well, those are not real ages, but you know what I mean. He's really old, um, and Catherine McPhee is young. But he even said um, to news outlets, like, it, it, came, it became really annoying that here I am. I have all of these Grammys. I'm a, a, I'm a great producer. I, I write so I do all of this great work. And when I'm out and about, people only care about housewives. Oh, aren't you on housewives? Um, what's going to happen on housewives? And I think that kind of, and probably some personal things within their marriage also, but I think that kind of took a toll. Like I'm now being reduced to a housewives husband. Um, and those, those were his words about how he felt about it. Um, Erica Jane and Tom, I didn't, honestly, I really didn't. I don't believe, now, this, this is my, this JMO realty. I don't think that Erica and Tom are divorced in the sense of being divorced. I think legally they divorced to protect assets. I I don't know. I was always, I just feel that Erica and Tom, even though he was all old and everything, I felt like they were just so in love. And I think that when everything went down with what happened with him, that because he's a lawyer, he had a big law firm and everything. They sat down, like, we got to do damage control. How much of this money can we protect ASAP? 
And the quickest way to do it is the divorce. It's like, well, this is not even my money. She's entitled to this money. And we saw all the backlash where they were trying to get her to sell the diamond earrings and they were taking her lingerie and things like that. But I just feel like at that nursing home he's at, getting treatment and everything, I feel Erica just sashay up in there with her little trench coat and them boots and be like, come on, Tom, let me put it on you, baby. <laughs> That's just my opinion. I don't. I'm not going to count that as a body for reality TV, even though it's on the um the list. Um, Lisa from Housewives of Miami and her husband. I really don't like the way that her husband was doing her. Uh, do I think that the reality show impacted them? I don't think that's what happened there. Um, like everybody was saying on the show, they like you throw all of these parties. There's half naked women all the time. Um, she was a cocktail waitress, air quotes, when he met her. And it's like he's just trading in for a younger model at this point. Like, okay, you're getting old. Um, I done did as much plastic surgery as I can. Now I just want a newer model. I don't think that reality TV played any part of it. And he just seems like a douche. Um, who's the... Drew, Sedora, and Ralph... <sighs> oh, my God. I, I Again... I'm not chalking this body up to reality TV because I think that Drew should have been divorced, but whatever. They were together and everything, and then they started filing for a divorce. Maybe it was that Drew started to find her voice and then to have other opinions. Again, people say they don't care, but you do. And sometimes you may be in a bubble or in a situation and you're so locked in and you're not having much outside contact with any real person who's telling you the real. Everything is like surface level. And people should, for the most part, stay out of other people's marriages. I mean, unless it's really crazy or whatever. So no one's really saying anything. And then when she gets into it and she's watching it back and people are like, yo, yo, I think that started to play a part in them getting a divorce. So I guess we could chalk it up to reality TV. This one broke my, oh my God, not broke my heart literally, but my fake heart. It broke my fake heart, my reality TV heart. Eva and her husband, oh my God, I was rooting for them. And when they got the, when they filed for a divorce and he was like, um, no, I think we could work this out. I was like, yes, fight for your marriage. Fight, fight, fight. And Eva just was like, yeah, no, we can't. Um, I'm out. So I don't know what happened there because it seemed like, did they meet on reality TV? I'm not sure. I can't remember her season. Kim and Croy, whatever. Um. Ashley and Michael Darby from Potomac, in my opinion, honestly, I don't think reality TV played much in it other than she had more money. But we saw where she was renegotiating the prenup when he got caught cheating. I think... Sorry about that. I was just getting like wild, comfortable. Like I'm talking to my girlfriend, so I'm just snacking and eating. So I had to chill. It was just out there bubbling. But with Ashley and Michael, I think that the time is up on the prenup that there's um, clauses in her prenup, which all of them are usually staggered like that. Like if we divorce within zero to one year or zero, usually they do like five, three to five. 
um, everybody just walk away. Nobody gets anything. Um, five to this amount of years, then we start breaking bread or I'll pay this amount. And then you can also have clauses in there. Like if you get caught cheating or something like that, then I get this amount on top of that. And for every amount of years after a certain point, the gap between zero of the person who came in with the money walking away with all of his money starts to lessen and lessen. So it's like, okay, zero to five, we both going to walk away. Five to 10, we'll split. I'll give you a lump sum maybe of, I don't know what they worth. I mean, their net worth is, but I'll give you a lump sum of a half a million dollars and uh, alimony in this amount or whatever, or we'll split... Um, I don't know, 15%. You'll be entitled to 15% of the net worth from that point on through the five to 10. Uh, after that, it increases more. But as some of them, it can become like, okay, then after that, we're basically done or whatever. And your greatest amount of money is going to be during this time. Because you can structure a prenup however you want, as long as it's nothing in there that's illegal. So you can't tell someone, um, I don't know. I guess if you kill someone or um, shit about kids or stuff that affect them, like I'm not going to give you um, child. Like you couldn't include child support. That's so that's a good example. Like you couldn't say, oh, if we divorce from zero to five, I have no obligation to take care of the kids or pay child support. Um, you're on your own. You can't do that. And it has to just, I mean, it has to be, it doesn't have to be fair and reasonable, but if it's going to, if it's going to stand up in court, it needs to be because that's the whole thing is that, you know, you're going to challenge the prenup. You want out of it. Like you don't want this to be enforced. I don't know the laws in their state, but like, um, California. And I think that's why we saw where Shawnee and, um, when they were divorcing, like they said, no, we live in California. And I think Chevy Shepard husband tried to do the same thing. Like, no, 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 no. We actually live in California because they have a 50, 50. So their community pop. So once we go to divorce, all of this belongs to both of y'all here, half, half, um, unless you have a prenup. And even with the prenup, then you challenge it. And if you could get the prenup, kicked out, then we back at 50-50. So those are favorable states. I don't know what the laws are in, um, I don't even, I'm not sure where they live. If they live in um, Maryland or if they live in Virginia, I don't know. But I don't know the laws there and when it would be favorable. But I think that at that point, she had two kids. So she's like, okay, the amount of child support I'm going to get from there. And she had passed the five-year mark where she was going to start getting some of the money. And she's like, okay, so what's the point of hanging on to this any longer? Um, I could be out of here. That's my opinion. That is my opinion about it. And I'm sticking to it, though. I don't know. I never just saw them, like, being... And we all know the backstory. She was a hostess or a waitress at one of his restaurants. And I'm sure, like, his... He got divorced from his wife or his wife was like getting old to him and he didn't want to be bothered. So he like, ah, come on, you. I'm about to upgrade your life. Um, they never just seen that much into it. Then it also it was like Sharice and Eddie joined, but um the basketball player and she from Potomac. But with that one, 
I think that the divorce and everything, like the writing was already on a wall. And again, he was like, go do the show, go do the show so you could get some income. Um, because I'm about to divorce you, but I don't think he told her that he just was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with the show. And we all know, like he was living in rock. I mean, he was coaching at Rutgers. So he was living in New Jersey. She was down there, even though they didn't have any kids that were school age, she didn't move to New Jersey, which was weird as fuck. Um, either he didn't want her there or she just was that oblivious. Like she didn't think that if my husband is in a whole nother state, I should probably move with him. I know maybe being a basketball player's wife, she's used to him like being around, but he's a coach now and he's going to be up there for the majority. And I don't know. It just was weird. But I think that was another case where we saw where Kelsey Grammer, it was like, go do the show. Go, go. It's going to be great for you. Yeah, yeah. And then the minute she got the show and signed the contract and got the income, um, they filed for divorce. Like, okay, she could support herself now. She's making money from this show. I don't know. So, well, I do know. That's my opinion about it. Um, but I guess looking at all of these marriages and the ones that uh, reality TV, <laughs> let's use air quotes, uh, destroyed. I'm sorry. I really, I'm of the opinion that either something wasn't right in the beginning when it started or during the marriage and people were putting on facades and like holding up the marriage or they felt like they, like it was the best of the situation. And when I was married, I used to tell my friends, like, um, at some point I was like, not, I don't want to say scared to leave because I wasn't scared to be on my own or anything. I just was like, eh, it's like the best of, you know, or whatever, how I know uh, the grass going to be greener. And I already know this guy. So it was like, all right, whatever. It was just like, oh, well, like, like that type of feeling. Um, and I think that a lot of these marriages could have won on another 10, 20 years as, oh, well, like this is what it is. But for the reality TV show aspect, I think once you have income and money and celebrity, that that is going to empower you or empower a woman that, okay, now it's time for me to leave this situation that, or now I can actually have a voice in this marriage. And while I, I mean, I really don't agree with how it changes the dynamic because if you entered a marriage and you knew, and you both were good on what roles each one would play to change that, I mean, in the middle of the game, I, I, I just don't agree. However, I believe that's what, that what, that's what happens. I think that there's something there underlying all the time. And then most of the marriages, if not all, I don't think we saw one. Oh, the girl who owned her family owned the basketball team. They did get divorced, but I love those two together. Um, we never saw one where the woman and, oh, Maybe Ramona and Mario, maybe they were on equal footing. So she would probably be the exception. But for the most part, the men had the the resources. They had the money. They had the wealth. And the woman was like a stay-at-home um, mom or something like that. And I think that once that dynamic changed where she was able to have her own, it she wanted to like 
renegotiate the terms of the marriage. And he's like, nah, I ain't signed up for that. And she's like, all right, I'm out. You can let me know what you think. If you think that reality TV actually played a, in, plays an impact on, I mean, not plays an impact, plays a role and has an impact on the um, couples and getting divorced, or do you think that it's just, it was going to happen anyway? And before we close out, because I posted on Instagram and I'm like, I guess I should probably disclose this, that in America, most, like, I think it's half. I know that was the statistics for a long time, that half of all marriages end in divorce. Um, the stats, you know, the, the stats are skewed some because it doesn't account for marriages uh, where someone marries someone for immigration status and things like that. Because again, who's going to say, hey, I just married this guy for a green card. Once it was done, I was out. Nobody's really going to say that or if there were anything, uh, any other reasons there. So I don't know with that being in play, how would you, how, what do you think about it? And how would you approach this if you were if you're married and someone says, "Hey, I would like for you to be on a reality show and you know, here's the contract. We're going to pay you $250,000 a year or a season because you don't work in a whole year." Would you take them up on that offer? Uh I would love to hear your opinion, but in my opinion, I don't believe I would. I don't believe I would take them up on the offer. I mean, it would have to be, it would really have to be something that I guess my husband wanted to do and I wanted to do, but I would probably still not want to be a part of it. I think that a marriage should be between um, three people, three, husband, wife, and God. Once you start putting other people in it, it's always going to go sideways it's never going to work once you start putting other people in a marriage so because that's my belief um I wouldn't want to put reality tv producers in my marriage uh the watching public or the audience of whoever housewives or whatever in my marriage I do understand the opportunity and the life changing that it does change the life but if I was in a happy marriage a happy marriage like I'm my husband and I, we're partners. I'm, I'm in here for the long haul, and we're really happy. I don't think I would put myself in that position. But I would love to know what you think. And again, remember, you don't have to agree with my opinions. We're all entitled to our own opinions, but I would love to know what you think. So I'm going to get out of here. I try not to keep you guys too long. I could probably want longer with this one. Um, make sure you follow me, hopefully soon, Oz on instagram at grown underscore and underscore opinionated i'm on youtube also jm jmo about and grown and opinionated the podcast is on apple music i believe it's on spotify now soundcloud um support you know support uh this movement i have the merch is up on spring.com i think it's on the Instagram page. You can just find everything. I need to get this together, though. I will. Give me some time. Work with me. But the support and everything, I really appreciate all 10 of you who listen weekly. Thank you so much. Um, Sasha out. See y'all next week.